You are listening to the Piedmont Church Podcast. To learn more about Piedmont Church, including our gathering times in Macon, you can visit us online at piedmontchurch.net. Merry Christmas, everyone. You know, it, it's, a, it's a season of comfort and joy. Or at least that's what we're told. Uh, you know, I feel like there's, there's some Christmases and there's uh, different times where you just, you don't experience it. You don't really feel Christmassy, you know? And, and there's some folks in here who Christmas is just a reminder of tragedy and, and struggle and, and, and pain. And so we get around to this time and everyone's like, ah, Christmas is, it's amazing. And you see Buddy the Elf, you know, just running down aisles. And it's like, oh my gosh, right? That's what Christmas is supposed to be. But all of us are kind of going... Sometimes it doesn't feel like that, right? Sometimes Christmas can be tough. It, it can be a struggle. And so when I was thinking about th- this, this time that we have tonight, I, I wanted to ask the question of how can we experience comfort and joy now? How, how can you, this Christmas se- season, experience comfort and joy? See, I think tonight I want to tell you a story, but it's a different story than one that you probably came to hear. I think most of us come to hear the, the birth story of Jesus, and you'll get that tomorrow. But tonight I want to tell you a story, a, a birth story, actually, that happened right before Jesus' story. See, there, there was a husband and a wife, a guy named Zachariah and Elizabeth. We talked about this a few weeks ago in our sermon and Zechariah and Elizabeth, they, they were this kind of righteous, godly couple. Zechariah was a priest, godly man. Elizabeth came from a priestly line, the line of Aaron. And this couple, I mean, they were like a godly power couple. Zechariah was chosen to go serve in the temple. And he, he gets to the temple and he's to burn incense. And all of a sudden, the angel Gabriel shows up and tells him... now. At this point, Zechariah is an old man. And Gabriel looks at him and says, hey, you're going to have a child. Now, Zechariah and Elizabeth had prayed for many years to have a child because they were barren. And, and in that society, to not have a kid, you, you were shunned. And I think in any world, for, for a married couple, they, they, they want children oftentimes. And when you go so long without it, you just, at some point, you kind of give up, right? And you just go, it's just... It's just not going to happen. And yet here, the messenger of God stands in front of them and says, your prayers have now been answered. And Zechariah goes, yeah, I'm old, bro. It's not happening. And in that moment, Gabriel punishes him. He says, "Ah, you're not going to speak until John gets here. Because that's going to be the name of the child. And that's where we're going to pick up in our text, in Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 57, it says, Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son, and her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her, and on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him after his father, Zechariah, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. 
And they said to her, none of your relatives are called by that name. And, and they made signs to the father, kind of pointing to Zechariah, inquiring what he wanted the child to be called. And John, I mean, Zechariah still, still being mute and can't speak, he, he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered, and immediately his mouth was open and his tongue was loosed, and he spoke the blessing of God. See, Zechariah was told that there was going to be a, a gift of a child. And he doubted God's gift. And in those moments, what he received was discomfort and pain. I mean, imagine not being able to speak. And some theologians even think that he was a deaf mute, that he couldn't speak nor hear. That's, that's why you, you see the crowd kind of going, hey, Zechariah, what do you think the baby should be named? Imagine for, for nine months, you could not hear, nor could you speak. That would seem like possibly some discomfort, and there'd be some certain pain. Some of the spouses in the room are going, can't my spouse get that? Can that be a thing? But I think for the person experiencing it, it would be a lot of discomfort and pain, but through that discomfort and pain, what does Zechariah get? Eventually, he responds to the calling of God when God said, hey, this child's going to be named John, and he has a moment right there where he could go, no, no, no this kid's name is going to be after me. I'm, I'm going to name this child how I want him to, but through the discomfort and pain, through the lesson that God brought to him, Zechariah received comfort and joy. It gets even better because Zechariah follows after God in that moment. He says, you know what? I know that there's, there's a lot of things going on and I wasn't faithful to God's promise early, but now I, I could be now and so I'm going to be. I'm going to step up and I'm going to say his name is John. What happens to the people around him? When he gets up and speaks, the Bible says that he begins to prophesy. He begins to proclaim the excellencies and the person of God. And all of the people around him, the Bible says, were in awe of what God did. Because one person experienced discomfort and pain God used that moment to bring them to comfort and joy. And then a whole slew of people saw God. Imagine what would happen if a room like this would, would leave our gatherings on a Christmas Eve service. And we would say, you know what? Through all of the discomfort and pain that's in my life, I'm going to find comfort and joy in God and I'm going to receive the calling that He has on my life. And I don't know if you know this or not, but if you've received the calling of Jesus to follow after Him, you've received the, the calling of Jesus to go and make Him known. And if you will proclaim the excellencies of God, people around you will be in awe of who he is. And here's why. Because the creator of the everything left his throne and came down to be one of us. He left perfection and comfort and joy to come reside in a body of discomfort and pain to live a life, and then to be crucified so that you 
could receive comfort and joy. So no matter what your Christmas looks like, no matter what this season of life is, my, my challenge to you is to behold on God. It is to look and stand at the person of who God is and to be like Zechariah, to be like Elizabeth and then the son, John, who grows up and is the major prophet proclaiming the perfection and the power of God. Can we be a people? Can you be a person in your everyday life who says all of the discomfort and pain that I endure, I'm going to set it aside because that's what the Savior of the world did for me. And I'm going to receive His comfort and His joy. And I'm going to pass that on to somebody else so that through their discomfort and pain, they can see the ultimate picture of the Gospel. That's what the Christmas season is. That Jesus didn't stay far off. He came here to go through discomfort and pain so that you and I could have comfort and joy. Let me pray. God, I thank You for this Christmas season. For this time where we can sit and reflect on Your goodness. On who You are. God, God I, I pray that if there's anyone in this room tonight that is struggling in this season to find contentment, to find joy, to, to find love and peace and wholeness, God, I, I pray that You will fill them with Your Spirit. That You will grab them and move them to a place where they can experience the whole of who You are and they can look and see the goodness of God. That You'll take their broken heart and You will mend it. That You will take all of the pieces of the puzzle of their life and You will put it together like a beautiful picture and they will allow you in their heart and they will see and the scales will fall from their eyes and they will see that you are great. God, I pray that the gospel will wake us all up tonight. That we will remember and know that we've fallen short of your glory. And you could have left us there, but instead you came down and experienced discomfort and pain so that we could have comfort and joy. God, move us to repent, to return from, to ask for forgiveness from you and fill our hearts this Christmas season and allow us to be a people who responds and trusts in You. Help us to behold King Jesus. 
to all these things that I pray in your precious and holy name. And the church said,